I'm just going to start. Welcome back to <laughs> the podcast. Uh, right now, we have who is by as a guest. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, actually, if you guys want to search her up, literally, her tag is who is by, right? It's who dot is dot by. Wait, okay, did you change it? Or, am I, or did I just always knew it wrong? I guess you just knew it wrong. I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. Like well, my name get... on everything else is Vi, but the Instagram is who dot is dot. It's been like that. No for like way. Four years. Yeah. It, isn't isn't your bio who is Vi? Uh, my bio has been a bunch. Uh, a bunch. It's been a bunch of different things. It was Vi like Viagra, which actually Joey made up. I remember um, that. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, now it's by and uh, by Tori Dawson because I'm changing. Trying to I'm go back to your real name. Yeah, I'm rebranding. Okay, that's cool. So yeah. uh, she just brought it up, rebranding. What we wanted to talk about, and the reason why I have you as a guest, uh, it's because I told people that I want to make this podcast where I bring creative people or entrepreneurs. Now, entrepreneurs, I'll put them kind of together with creative people because at the end of the day like they're working or grinding by themselves to get yeah, of course something done right mm -hmm. and so for you for the people that no, don't know who is by who is by oh that's a big question like so when, when someone asks you who you are it's a really hard question um i am a singer songwriter from ottawa Um, but before I lived in Ottawa, I lived overseas in Qatar for 13 years. I grew up there. Um, I started making music, I think, like, I don't want to say professionally, but I started taking it seriously and actually pursuing it in, I want to say, 2016, 2017-ish. So it's been a little while. That's like, like all four I can years, say. right? Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I released my first project two years ago. Um, so that's also... I, I feel like I have different stages of, of starting. Like, shit got real when I released my project. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the, the beginning, beginning. Everything else, which is like prerequisite process stuff. You know? Okay. Let's go step by step. First off, uh, you can swear. So if you just want to get it off okay. your chest, okay. say fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh, shit. <laughs> There you go. Uh, second, um, I did not know about that Qatar. Like, when I just add you on Skype, I was just like, why does it say Qatar? Like, I was just I was like, so a bit confused. I... Actually, that's so weird. I didn't know that you didn't know that. I feel like I tell most people. Um, but yeah, when I was uh, six months old, my family moved over. Um, my dad was in the military for a long time. Um, he left the military. We were in Calgary. I was born there. And then, like I said, when I was six months old, we moved over. And they were only planning on staying there for a few years. But then we stayed for 13. And I moved to Ottawa when I was 13 what that's crazy yeah. 13 yeah. years yeah wow yeah it was a long time it was like all i knew at that point like when i moved to ottawa it was like complete culture shock everything is so different overseas 
Okay, give me a second. Mm -hmm. I need to run this by you. Do you have your uh, AirPods on? Yeah, why? Okay, because uh, I thought I could hear myself. So I'm not sure if like oh. your AirPods are too high. Could that be a thing? Maybe. I feel like my volume is like below half, but I'll, I'll turn it down more. That's fine. Okay. Guys, the only reason why I brought that up is because on our last episode, I had to learn so much about audio editing because Joey's AirPods uh, were, I think they're just a bit too high or his, or his voice memo on his computer was just so high quality that whenever it's so I... so high quality. Yeah, to <laughs> the point that like when I spoke, I could hear myself a little on the background oh. because it was catching on to the little bit that was uh, being said on his AirPods. But it's okay. Don't worry too much. Um, it, should be, it should be fine. I mean, this mic is a little bit sensitive, but I don't have it too. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. But Yeah. I mean, if, if it just goes wrong, we'll do it again. It's always a pleasure just to talk to you. I mean, I've missed you so long. I miss you, man. It's actually been a hot minute since I've seen you. Well, I saw you in October, but I saw you for like a few hours. It's not the same. Yeah, like you saw me. Uh, I think the last time we chilled, it was uh, Blues Fest. Like literally almost a around this time a year ago. That we actually spent like a lot of time together. Yeah. Oh, a year ago? Wait, did you come to Blues Fest last yeah. year? Yeah. I was there when you performed. Whoa, why did I think you were in Ottawa in October? I don't know. I don't know, I'm lost in life. Um, okay, so you were home in July. Yeah. Whoa, that's trippy. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. No, trust Wait. me. Did I see you after? You saw me uh, before the show... And I think a little bit after the show, I don't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. That day was like a blur to me. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a big day. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Vi, songwriter, lived in Qatar for 13 years, which I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> we have terrible memories, as you can <laughs> tell. And so the way we met, it was because Vi needed to do a video. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I also know this. Um, how would you like me to call you? Because you always uh, have been telling me to call you Tori, right? Yeah. So you can okay. call me Tori. Like, we're friends, real life friends. So Okay, okay sweet. Yeah. So the, for the people that are not your friends, it's like, no, you can refer to me as Vi, okay? No. <laughs> No, if I like meet somebody or whatever and they're talking to me, unless it's like a business something or an interview or whatever, I guess it, well, this isn't an interview. This is just like us talking. So just still, chilling. Yeah, just chilling. So I usually, I introduce myself as Tori always, unless mm -hmm. it's, unless I need to address myself as Vi. You know what I mean? I'm not like one of those people that I'm like, I am, anyway, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but. Yeah, you that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had my first share when people ask me, like, what's your name? And I'm in Canada and I tell them I go by Jesus. And people are mm -hmm. just like, you mean Jesus? And I'm like, 
well, I just told you Jesus, but if you have a hearing aid, well, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, wait, did you mean to call yourself this? He's like, no, this is like my name. I told you what my name is. I know. I I didn't didn't mean to be mean or anything. It's just that uh, definitely it comes as a culture shock. shock, And I always try to make uh, a joke out of everything. Not everything. You sometimes you need to be serious when you're talking to your family and all of that. But <laughs> just I, when I don't you're mean, talking to your family, <laughs> I know. I I don't mean to uh, apologize for everything that I say, but sometimes I get nervous. Now that I'm like doing this podcast, it's kind of like um, when you, when you put it out, uh, a lot of people are gonna see it and they're gonna mm-hmm. have a better understanding of how you talk, the way you express yourself, and how you come across. Because yeah. most of the people only see their pi- your pictures on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Your pro- your projects, in this case, your music. And they just have this virtual picture of who you are. But I feel like when you actually see, like, artists and interviews, like, long interviews, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's funny. I didn't know he was funny. Or, damn, he's really serious and about yeah. himself. And I feel like that's also a reason why people in don't want to do uh how do you call it like when what's uh keeping up with the kardashians um, reality shows reality shows exactly because people are just afraid of how they are in real life and how people are gonna perceive perceive them yeah dude like when i was on the launch like that was something i genuinely was worried about because i feel like i can have my foot in my mouth a lot of the time and just like say especially when i'm nervous and there's Uh like people around you it's you like black out I don't know when I get nervous I black out and I I feel like I have no control over my body or like my mouth yeah and <laughs> you know I get I, I can only imagine like I remember uh looking back at videos that I did with Joey I'm like oh my god I said that <laughs> you know what I can't I can't take it back unless I tell him to like uh take down the video but yeah. you know what also, it's it's kind of something that um, we just need to live with. I mean, unless you're a big celebrity, you can't do that because the more you leave holes, then people are gonna poke poke ho- poke poke holes, leave holes. Okay, that was so so bad for me to say. <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. It, it also poke didn't make holes. sense. If you, if you leave things that are undone or taken care of, and then people start digging, they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, oh, he said something racial back then. Let's just cancel this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's really bad, especially nowadays. Like, people are constantly digging and trying to find something to, to like, ruin or, like, hurt other people, you know? Like, sometimes things are set out of context as well or, you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't say what they mean or they were joking or maybe they were just, like, uninformed back then. But I think it really matters who you are now and what how you represent yourself now unless you're just a shit person and you you did say hurtful things on purpose then exactly it's a different situation but yeah i can't imagine being in a ew being in that position that would be really scary 
and yeah, uncomfortable. I know. I, know. Yeah. I can only imagine. I, I mean, I don't want to, hopefully. Uh, so I think we broke the ice pretty good for uh, this uh, couple minutes. Uh, we got an understanding of how we met each other. You wanted to do a video and uh, you guys reached out to me. You, mm -hmm. You're going to have to develop on you guys in a bit. Yeah. And oh. people know that you are a songwriter and you got some albums out. Uh, what is it that you want to do? Like, what is your goal right now? Uh, my My goal right now is to um well basically i i've been taking this year and i'm i am continuing to take this year as kind of my step back and mm -hmm. um just just create the music and make the make my music because i was stressing myself way too much before like i felt like i was just i feel like i had a lot at stake when in reality i I don't have that much at stake. So I was just stressing myself out. I wasn't making the music that I wanted to make. So I took the step back, making it now. I finished writing my project yesterday. And um, I don't know. I just, I just want to make music and put it out and see where it takes me. Like there isn't anything specific that I want. Like I don't want to be rich and live in a mansion, like things like that. I just want to live off my music and make music. That's literally it, you know? And like connect to people who listen to my music as well and be able to meet them. I love that. I love that especially because that's exactly what I wanted to showcase on this, uh, on this podcast. A lot of people think that uh, so many people do it for the money or that they full of themselves or whatever. It don't, it, they don't actually see the struggle that it's just, it didn't came overnight, that it took mm -hmm. years, it took investing into it. And that's what we're going to transition to. But I'm really glad that you just said it and it came out normally. None of this was scripted, uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and I'm really happy that you said that literally you finished your project yesterday. I didn't know that. I'm I'm just hearing it first right now, and I'm really happy for that. So congrats. Uh, I, I mean, I, get... I finished the words. I didn't finish like the music and recording and everything. I just finished like the word part. Uh huh. So just well, like yeah. That's still that's still an accomplishment because that means that you got a new project uh, coming up. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, I'll we'll get back to that now. Mm -hmm. Let's take it back to the very beginning and just say, how did you start it? When was the first time that you picked up a pen and just started writing? If if that ever was your first step, maybe you mm -hmm. just started messing with Fruit Loops or you talked to somebody that said that he wanted to rap. Like, how did everything start it? So I've been singing literally since I came out of the womb like it's okay. literally like since day one I've always wanted to be a singer even though I was not in my opinion very good at it obviously you have to start uh -huh. from grand ground grand zero ground zero um mm -hmm. but yeah it's just I've always idolized like pop stars things like that like Avril Lavigne was my god when I was a kid especially living yeah in Qatar and she was Canadian and she was like uh -huh. tomboy like I honestly really related to her and I just I loved her so much so 
that she honestly sparked the fire in me to uh, like to want to start singing and stuff. And my dad was a really big musical influence on me as well. Um, so I don't know. That was kind of my where my love for music and singing kind of started. And then I would just like play guitar in my room, teach myself how to play guitar for the most part. And then when I moved here, um, especially my first year when I moved here, I didn't have like too many friends. So like I would spend my weekends like making covers and stuff in my room and mm-hmm. kicking it with my dog and stuff like that. So and then high school happened. I loved singing, but I never really wrote in high school. I feel like I didn't really have any artistic drive or okay any kind of drive at all in high school. I was kind of just like picking my nose and watching Netflix all of my high school life. But I loved singing and I I worked on my voice and took voice lessons and stuff like that. But nothing too crazy happened in high school. Um, And then I, my first year of college, I was in a relationship and then after that relationship, I was like really heartbroken. And then that's when I started picking up the pen. Okay. And then that's where Blackwater came from. Now, here's the thing. Uh, mm. All of this, it, literally from the beginning, some of it costs money. So the guitar, um, I'm not going to ask you like, do you save up money for that or whatever? No, yeah. more than anything, I kind of want to know when was the first time that you said, I'm going to invest? Like... For my birthday, I want a guitar, and and it's kind of because I want to learn more about it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, I don't want to go out uh, today. I want to just stay at home and do all of this, and that's the reason why I ask you for the guitar, so I can stay at home and do this. Like, when was mm-hmm. the, that time that you had a little bit of a switch in your head, and you said, I'm going to invest my hard-earned money or mm-hmm. just ask my parents to help me buy something mm-hmm. for this hobby of mine or dream of mine. Yeah. Um, well, my, my dad bought me my first guitar when I was six. Okay. So I don't know if like that's the same thing, but like I had a keyboard and a guitar and stuff when, when I was a small child. Um, and then in high school, mm-hmm. actually funny enough, um, in high school, I asked my dad for Christmas for this microphone um obviously in high school I didn't have a job or like any form of income so I would have to ask my parents for everything um when I first started investing I honestly especially in the the early stages I would just have to ball in a budget and I also actually no what did I what was the I'm trying now I'm trying to think like what was the first thing I spent money on or music it's a really hard question um I think I did like a workshop camp thing that I, I paid for or something I don't know mm-hmm. something along the lines of that um and then and then when I started recording I would pay um my friend to record me or like to track me I'd give him like something like 50 bucks or whatever just to track my first like demos and stuff like that so it's hard to I don't know. There's just like all like little small things, especially when you're broke as fuck. Like I had a really bad job at the time too. So I just kind of had to rely on 
people helping me and I appreciate them so much. Like one of my best friends, Alex, he tracked um, a lot of my demos for, for uh, Blackwater and um, yeah, I know I could like list off things that like I've bought and like thrown money at or whatever. But um, I think what matters most is that you're willing to sacrifice a part of yourself and your time for your dream and what you want. doesn't matter like how you get there. As long as you're not stealing from somebody for it, then that's what mm-hmm. <laughs> matters. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good answer, but <laughs> no, it was an amazing yeah. answer Thanks. because, um, uh, I really wanted to get to the specifics. Like the mm-hmm. main goal for this podcast is literally encourage people to get to do the stuff that they want to do because, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think that maybe they got lucky or maybe they had everything and their parents will buy them whatever. But yeah. even when even you asking your dad for a microphone, like that doesn't mean that there's things that you didn't pay for. Like you said, yeah. you would like give him some 50 bucks to your friend to help you out with the tracks and also your, your time. Like yeah. there's literally people that would rather stay at home and yeah. just work on their own projects. That's the difference is, you know, you can have, you can be the richest family ever, but it's it's how you actually apply yourself and your time is what will actually get you somewhere. But obviously, if you have money and the resources, it is going to definitely be easier mm-hmm. for you. Obviously, money makes a lot of things easier, but also doesn't as well. Like if you don't, Actually, no, this is like, in this day and age, even even if you don't have talent, you can still make it. Like, there are so many resources and ways you can learn. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know. No, I get it. Money isn't everything, yeah. Exactly. And I I feel like maybe something that you wanted to say is that, for example, money does get you stuff, but, for example, I don't think it can buy you drive. No. You know? Oh, for sure, no. It can buy you like your childhood dream. Like you know, you you had your childhood dream. You can't just say, "I w- I want to spend money and I want somebody to tell me uh, what was my childhood dream." You know, yeah. like that, that. That's just stuff that that you have, and yeah. you you can't buy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it for sure can make you comfortable, but happiness it's another thing. Like you can definitely be comfortable, happy, but there's different types of happiness, you know? Exactly. And the thing is, too, is, um, you know, I have gotten obviously small helps like from my parents and stuff, but I nobody made this happen for me. Like I did this for myself and I went out there and I decided to drop out of school so then I could pursue like pursue this and move to Toronto mm-hmm. with my own money I pay for my place by myself. Like I, you know, I'm thankful for this journey that I've been on and having to work for it for myself because it makes me appreciate it a lot more, you know? Exactly. And like everything, yeah. So anyways, I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, I'm like self-made and I did all this shit for <laughs> myself. But like, it's it's true. I, you know, I, I, I've met people that have helped me along the way, but if it didn't start with me being like, okay, I'm going to, drop everything in my life to to do this and sacrifice my comfort and my you know you can have a conventional future but 
I don't want a conventional future. I don't want to be like in an office or something. At a I get desk, you. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, what I wanted to say is, mm-hmm. and you, you might hear this on my voice. You might not notice it, but for the people that are going to be judging my podcast on me saying like, Oh, okay. So like, uh, this and that I always make those awkward pauses. I'm still getting the hang of this. Um, what okay. I want to get, yeah, it's like I normal know. conversation. Me, I like blank out all the time. Like, I don't know where I am anymore. So you're good. Don't worry. The, the reason why I'm bringing it up and I talked to you about this before we started, when I told you if you could be in the podcast is that literally this podcast doesn't have a name. This podcast is non-Spotify. Or SoundCloud. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have like a branding or anything. It's just I woke up and I told my best friend I want to start doing some interviews. Because I know a shit ton of cool people. And they're all inspirational. And I feel like definitely they could make a huge difference if people heard their, their stories and how they came up. Um, so you obviously worked for... Uh, lots of your stuff and i've seen it i've seen like literally when you told me that you were going to toronto and me being in ottawa and thinking that you're going to toronto i wanted to go to toronto that's definitely something that you have to plan you need to have a you need to have a budget look yeah. where you're gonna stay at how you're gonna save up money uh, as in like maybe having roommates a job there because it's not like you're gonna have enough money to not do anything for a year or like whatever oh long my is your God, lease no yeah no. no 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 and where what i was trying to get at from this is so there was the drive there was the help from your family something that you didn't touch on is on your college what do you study oh i went oh actually though like my call co- like I am so thankful that I went to college the one year that I did. Um, but I just at, at Algonquin, obviously you went to mm-hmm. Algonquin too. Um, so they had, they have the big music program called uh, music industry arts. So that's this yeah. big honking big boy program, but I did the introduction program, which is a year. And basically basically what the the program is, is to kind of sift out the people who are not going to, want to do well in mm-hmm. the in the big well actually no that's a really negative way of like putting the program but it's one of the aspects of it and it's also it kind of just prepares you a little bit for the bigger program you don't it's not mandatory you don't have to do it uh-huh. but um so basically all it is is kind of you know you learn like some music history you learn a little bit of marketing um you learn just like things about in the industry. And then there's like a little bit of production. I don't know if there was any. Oh, and songwriting and performance. Those were obviously my favorite classes that we took. But with that being said, um, that's where I met Holly was in college. Uh-huh. So um, she for obviously people who are listening to this podcast, Holly is like my person, like my best, 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 best ass friend, like. I don't know where I'd be without her. So that's how I met Holly. And then I also met my other best friend as well. His name is Alex and he's helped me with my music so much. Uh, We started performing together and I've learned so much from him. He played guitar on 
on um, on Heart, that one song I have. And he yeah. performs with me to this day. He played on uh, Blues Fest with me. Okay. So, yeah, he was on guitar. Um, and then Butterfly Effect to that, Alex and Holly went on to do the big program. I did not. I decided to not go to school and be a free child. Um, and... They met Adam, and Adam is my sound engineer, who's also now one of my best friends, and he is the reason why my music sounds so good. So, yay for Algonquin. <laughs> and yay for the people that stuck with it. Um, I was yeah. going to ask you, if you want to plug these people, like, literally, I know Holly. I mean, yeah. when I met her, I think the very first thing that we talked about is the fact that her birthday is one day apart from mine. yeah. And then um, I, I, I've seen Adam because I was in the, at the Blues Fest show. Uh, mm-hmm. But what are their Instagrams or how can they find them? Holly's is um, H-O-L-L-I-E Sounds. I believe that's her complete. You know what? Let me just do some due diligence and make sure that I'm actually getting people's like handles right. Um, my memory, as we talked about earlier, is not great um i mean this whole time i thought it was who is by (laughs) whatever honestly who even thinks about periods and dots okay yeah so holly is holly sound so h-o-l-l-i-e-s-o-u-n-d-s and she's another uh great singer songwriter she has some music coming up as well she's like r&b type of groovy stuff and then um Adam is Carde Blanche, so C. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know his name was Adam. Of course, I know. Uh, I know him through his Instagram tag. Like you guys always were. Yeah, he's uh, famous. Yeah, yeah. Duh, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, um, Carde C A R D E B L A N C H E. That's Carde Blanche, and then Alec. Alex, his name's Alex Farrow. L, um, sorry, A-L-E-X-P-H-A-R-O-A-H. I still to this day don't know how to spell his last name because it's like Pharaoh, like an Egyptian, but it's spelled different. So it just messes me up. Anyway, those are my friends. Yo, thanks for that. I'm I'm actually going to leave their tags and everything also on the YouTube description. Oh, okay. I, you could have told me before I spelt it out <laughs> the whole time. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I, I just you could have been I, like, no, no, it's okay. I'm just going to put it in the fucking down bar. But okay. <laughs> I, I just I just like it to be raw. I, I'm not going to stop you. You, I didn't want it to stop you. Uh, oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I went. I wanted to make a connect because you said that you started doing. You picked up your pen and pencil right mm-hmm. after you got heartbroken, and you had your uh, classes of sto- of uh, songwriting. Mm-hmm. I myself tried to write songs, and I don't think I'm good at it. Like I don't think I know the the whole how to rhyme sentences. Not even a sentence. Like I can try to do a poem, and it still feels more like a slam poem because I don't think they're rhyming. Uh, and even slam poetry does rhyme. Uh, it's just different kind of poetry. Anyway, I mean, if you wanted to rhyme, it 
like it'll rhyme, but if you don't want it to rhyme, just because like you think that your poetry is bad doesn't mean that it's not poetry. I well, that's what I was trying to get at because I feel yeah. like a lot of people have said that I, I write very good things, but it doesn't rhyme. And and sometimes I'm just looking at it. It might just be that it's my second language. I I literally think that it's rhyming, and they're like, no, dude, that didn't rhyme at all. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just I'm just thinking. But it sounded so good in my head. What Anyways. do you think rhyming is? Like, what is the definition of rhyming to you? Dude, I swear to God. I I know it rhymes. And when I read it aloud and slowly, I'm like, yeah, that didn't rhyme. <laughs> but in my head, it's just like, I'm thinking that I'm spitting like Eminem and I'm like reading something Wait, in a way. Wait, you like went, ah, uh... I went away. No way. Am I back? Okay, wait. Yeah, just give me a sec. No, don't worry. Okay, yeah, we're back now. Okay, sweet. Somebody called you. We're like lagging for a hot second. Oh, okay. That's that's the reason why I ask you to do your own recording and me recording my memo. Sorry, guys. We're having technical difficulties. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, I think it's back to normal now. Okay, sweet. Okay, you're going to have to re-say all of that because I didn't hear any of it. Oh, don't worry. I was just going to say, I feel like I'm reading it as if I was Eminem. And you know how like he reads stuff or he says stuff in a different tone so that like, it sounds like it's rhyming? So that's pretty much what I always do. I'm writing it. And then I'm hearing it in my head. I'm like, yeah, that rhymes. And then when I say it out loud, I'm like, yeah, no, that didn't rhyme. Post no. Malone does that too. He's like, yeah, if, if something doesn't really rhyme, just kind of say it in a weird way to make it rhyme. So to make it rhyme. I, I need to practice on that for sure. And something yeah. that has always stopped me is the fact that I don't think I know how to songwrite. And the first thing I do is I start watching videos and everything. And by the end of the day, I wasted, or to me, I'm just like, I just spent four hours on YouTube and did not wrote anything. Have that ever happened to you? Um, yes, like every day of my life, man. It's so bad. I, um, I feel like a lot of the time, if I'm trying to force myself to write or do something, I, lo- I will get anxious and I'll procrastinate it completely. So it. I dive best into music and songwriting when I'm actually in the mood for it. And I want, you know, you, you feel inspired is that's the best time to do it. But when you're starting and you're trying to get better, like you kind of need to, um, you need to go down that yourself. Yeah. Like you need, you need to, you need to just like practice. Like I would write like stupid little songs when I was a kid or when I was like 13 and stuff like that, but they, they weren't good and I didn't stick to it. And I didn't really take songwriting seriously until I was 19. Okay. But you definitely had to go through that learning process. Like at the end of the day, you appreciate the fact that you went out down that loophole of watching Mm -hmm. YouTube for four hours. Yeah. I've, spent so much of my life watching youtube videos wait are you talking about like songwriting music uh sorry songwriting youtube videos or just yeah. like youtube video oh songwriting youtube videos yeah. oh um actually that's 
funny you say that because a few months ago I started watching them. Like I had never watched a songwriting YouTube video before. Okay, so like I. Sorry, what? That I was gonna say. That's very interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought we were talking about songwriting YouTube videos, and that's no. literally my main issue. I can't write because I think this is not good, and then I'm like, mm. there has to be a little bit of a formula. Or sometimes uh, I think the best thing that I should do right now is do a remix, or or so like uh, get the lyrics of a song and then just change some of the words, and then I'm like trying to get the hang of how the structure of the song is and all of that and the bars and all that. I mean, that's a, a good way to learn. Like there's no right and wrong way to learn how to, to write a song. That's funny. I actually used to do that with one of my friends in high school. We would like rewrite songs for like stupid things. Anyway, we're not going down that rabbit hole. But um, when I first started taking songwriting seriously, I just, would play my guitar and kind of just um, sing how I was feeling and what I was going through. Tried to make them rhyme and then make them try and sound good. Some of them really don't sound good, but you need mm -hmm. you need to to have a lot of fertilizer. That's what they call it, like shit uh -huh. fertilizer to grow something beautiful. It needs to, you know what I mean. You need to work at it until you. I don't know because no one no one is amazing when they first start out you yeah. know unless they're a prodigy or some shit like that but for the most part everyone starts from somewhere and it, it's not necessarily always good so I think also maybe trying to watch videos and try and like learn and be like oh how do I make a perfect song how do I do this it it gets you get in your head you're like oh well this isn't the formula that somebody else exactly. uses you know but but with that being said I am uh reading a songwriting book right now he's mm -hmm. um a professor what's his name Pat Pattins Patterson or something like that um but it's basically just saying how to write better better lyrics like how yeah. to because I obviously have an understanding of how to write a song and group put a song together mm -hmm. but um, it's just about bettering the context of the song and also trying to paint a visual, uh, visual picture and try and get the listener into the song. That's basically what the book is about. So I feel like you yeah. kind of need to go through your own art, like artistic process before really thinking about the technical things. Now, here's you know? the thing. Um, you think, uh, you said something very interesting. You started playing. And then you started doing the songwriting. You think somebody that doesn't know how to play an instrument can songwrite? And how oh. would that work? Oh, for sure they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because the people write to beats on YouTube all the time. Like I, I used to write to beats on YouTube. Like, but I don't, yeah. I don't so much anymore. But uh, like one of my songwriters, his name is Graydon. He helped me with basically my my whole current project um and he wrote a lot on it and he doesn't play an instrument now that lockdown has happened he's teaching himself piano but like before that like a lot of rappers don't play instruments mm -hmm. and they write songs yeah you know? that's actually yeah. the the same thing that I, uh, I do whenever like i get inspired i'm like i'm gonna give this a crack again and i'm just gonna mm -hmm. 
go into a lo-fi song and start like uh, going at it and writing it. So that's good. I, I wanted to hear that because uh, mainly you're a songwriter. And for the people that want to be specifically songwriters, I want mm -hmm. them to get encouraged and hear, okay, so I'm, I'm not like a weirdo uh, by like literally going on lo-fi and start to write songs. No, that's what everybody's doing. No, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your first project that you put out? Like the first song? The first song? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, the first song ever. So it's, I remade it and put it on my Blackwater project, but my first song ever, like start to finish, was Reaping. Okay. Um, I put that out in 2016. Um, Adam Carde Blanche produced it, mixed it, everything. Mm -hmm. um, oh, thinking about it, like it was not good man like not good <laughs> not good <laughs> but i mean it was not good and then the year retouched it and that's how it made the cut for blackwater yeah because i i mean i liked the lyrics and i liked what i was talking about and it was the song was really dear to my heart but it was just the the music no, part of it the music part yeah like the melody basically okay. i got um a new producer on it my producer uh his name he, well, his real name is Craig Betts, but his producer name is Travis Boythickle. Um, okay. You can put his at in the box. I'm not going to spell it out for you this time. <laughs> but um, he produced um, all of my Blackwater project. And I'm like, hey, I want him to reproduce Reaping. And then we're going to record it in the studio and just soup it up completely. And it's a brand. It was like a brand new song. There we go. What, I had I lived a new life. The project that we've talked the most was is Blackwater. Mm -hmm. Is that was that your first project out? Mm -hmm. That was my first EP. Yeah. And then is that your last one? Um, I had a two song EP or a two yeah. track EP. Um, I remember that. It was nine months or seven months after. It was like later in the year that I put out. So that that is the last project I put out the last song I put out was in December 2018 and that was uh caught up so that was the last uh thing that I've released so it's been a while since I've shared anything now here here's something I wanted to know um when I, when we first met uh you guys reached out to me to make a music video and it was mm -hmm. for wait which is mm -hmm. in black water, in black water. Mm -hmm. and also I was I was there when you had your uh, your listening party and mm -hmm. that was hella cool. You gave me a shout out. I was so shy, but I still liked <laughs> it. And then, I mean, you could say all of this was just a project and not the one. You're the you're the kid of the many that are doing music and all of this. But definitely, there was a bit of a jump. I mean, it's not that every single person that does music gets to be in Bluesfest. How did that happen? And how long was it, like, in between you putting out your project and then Bluesfest? Um, I think the the span between my, my project and Bluesfest must have been a year... 
like almost a year and a half ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so my like what else? So okay, so a buddy of mine that I was working with, um, he was also in the music scene, kind of in in Ottawa. But he is more on like he was helping his manage his friend. His name is Andy. Andy. Yeah. I think his Instagram is Andy is fine. But anyway, he is the reason why I got to play at Blues Fest. He was like, oh, if you need help with your application, just like let me know. Like I'll do it for you. Whatever. Oh, I see. Yeah. It, super nice guy. It was so funny. We because we were working at Red Lobster together. You and, and Andy. Yeah, me and Andy were working at Red Lobster together. His first day or like. With the first day we worked together, because I had been working there for probably around almost two years at this time. Uh-huh. Um, I walk in and I go into the dish pit. He was di- he was a dishwasher. He looks at me and like we look at each other and he goes, are you Vi? And like to be in your workplace and somebody ask you that, I, you're just like, uh, yeah, I am. He's like, oh, my God, I love your music, blah, 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 all that stuff. That's yeah, it was crazy. super weird. Yeah, it was super weird. I'm like, oh, OK. But then I found out that um, who who he was and like who he knew and that he was actually like talking to my manager and stuff like that at the time. So it was just a really weird coincidence that we started working together. And um, yeah, he was just a super nice guy and he, he just wanted to help out. And so he did my Blues Fest application for me, like super nice. So he did that for me, but like, I don't know how I got to be on the state, same stage as Backstreet Boys. I don't yeah. really know who made that decision or why they put me there. Like, I don't know, but I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> so how does Andy like know about Blues Fest? Was he working for Blues Fest or was he performing or? No, no, no. Like anybody can apply to for Blues Fest. So how did he had like the... Um experience or or because he was he was managing one of his best friends oh i see i see i see so he was just kind of savvy with that okay cool cool and then what what came first you being on tv for the launch or Mm -hmm. blues fest um i was on tv first but i had been accepted into blues fest before the launch was announced i think okay i i think how did the launch happen so i got scouted for the launch Um, amazing but they because honestly these this like the casting team are like fbi agents like they go deep into like small artists like it's actually crazy the amount of work that they put in yeah um but i they originally asked me in 2017 for the season one they contacted me when I had only one song out they messaged me asked me to apply I applied and then I decided like it wasn't the right time for me to do it I'm like and also reality tv is kind of you know it's not really for me it's not my vibe but everybody has a strong comments about reality tv right yeah like we were saying before so um so I decided it wasn't for me and I didn't really know what the show was going to be like, whatever. Um, so, but then they asked me again, or they asked me to apply the year after I applied again, went through the process. Um, 
And then I was on TV and all that weird shit happened. <laughs> now, here's the thing. What do you think made it happen? Was it like how your Spotify was set up? How many viewers and listeners you had? Or what do you think uh, made it to, to them to like reach out to you? Well, when they first reached out to me, I only have one song out and it wasn't even like I had the numbers that I have now at all. So they, they literally just found me. I think I must have been, I think uh, I was on a blog. I think I was on Hip Hop Canada. And I think that's how the one girl ah, uh, found me. Yeah. Okay. What song I, was? It was Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. I remember that there, there was a remix too. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's how it got traction like internationally because the remix for it was from Australia or something like that, right? No, he's from uh, Brighton, I think, or England. England, like, okay. I'm pretty sure uh, he's from Brighton. Honestly, I could be wrong. It sounds really bad, but I'm not too sure what city he's from anymore. What kind of music do you make? Because we've been talking about your whole career and everything, but how could you describe yourself? The first thing in... I'm not going to say names, but the first thing somebody ever told me of you, it was, she sounds like a much darker version of Lana Del Rey. That's so, really? Well, yeah. she's like one of my influences, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, Lana Del Rey, Banks. Banks is probably like my current idol. Um, Lana and, and Banks are the two really big ones. Um, I really like Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Jesse J, yeah. all those people. Um, and I also, I know there's like way too many influences to even like list yeah. off, but um, I would say my genre is like dark pop, alternative, kind of trap, R&B. I don't know. <laughs> I feel hey, like how I, can I, people I, find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at who.is.vi and uh, Spotify, honestly, will be very hard to find me because my name is two letters. So if you search up Vi Blackwater, you will find my music. Oh, and by the way, we're saying Vi as in like a V and an I. Yeah. Please don't search B-I, okay? <laughs> uh, the, the other thing that I wanted to say, because I think we've been through everything, um, mm -hmm. Your first album, you we talked about your drive. I was going to ask you, why did you do your second album? I feel like it's pretty, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. You love what you do. Yeah. Um, we talked about how we met. We started, we did our first uh, music video. And then I met after, you twice before that, though. You just don't remember. You're kidding. Yeah. When and how? Hey, first time I ever, ever met you, but we didn't really talk. You were with uh, Jester at People. You came to a show I'm pretty sure I was performing at. Yeah. I was there. Do you remember that? I remember that. It was the and only then, time I ever been to People. Yeah, I did. So I met you there. And then at ELE Festival, you and Joey came out of nowhere. Oh and my just God. started talking to me and Holly. Yes, I like, remember literally that out too. of nowhere. So weird. Oh, you I, I don't want to put words in my mouth because I really don't remember. I want to say I looked at Holly and I was like, damn, she's looking good. Because, yo, Holly, 
She's very cute. Not gonna lie. I know you love Holly. Yeah, she she is so cute. She's so nice. Her voice too. She she uh she's just uh yeah. She's yeah, nice. I know you like, love Holly. Very she's, nice she, lady. She's First nice time lady. I think you really fell in love with her though was our our video shoot. Oh yeah, definitely. Because we mm -hmm. started uh just talking and it was more personal, not in a setting where it was like uh concert and <laughs> it, it, you know what? That's so funny because I can remember all of those, but I can't picture you. Like I can't picture, like the exact like me seeing you and talking to you. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't and know if I, you were like wasted or no. I don't know. It was really it was funny. Uh, I, at the at the festival, I definitely had some drinks beforehand. Mm -hmm. I I was pre drinking with joy, and we were under the idea that hey, this might not be a very good show. But we might as well just have fun. So we went there and we're like literally dancing and bouncing and just seeing people and all of that. We see you guys. Maybe that's why we're so confident in that night. You guys are just very outgoing. To anybody. Yeah. 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 And Joey came to the first video. Uh, he promoted the music too. I promoted it too, obviously, because I was part of it. Mm -hmm. and then afterwards it was definitely mind-blowing seeing you on stage on blues fest and just me thinking that's crazy just a couple of years ago i made her first visual and joy oh like was... i'm literally like starting to cry right now they're so cute sorry i didn't want to it... interrupt you no don't worry it's literally it was just so crazy because i was like uh if you think about it it was also the last days I had in Canada and I was like man I can't believe this I've I definitely feel like I've made an impact in this city from like many things I could name off like I'm just gonna go real quick but like for example if you go to the the Elgin Diner mm -hmm. and you see their menu I worked on that menu because I was working for this media design company I took the picture that is in the first uh page of the menu so oh, that's really? me yeah, if oh you God, go, that's legendary. A very legendary. <laughs> if you go to Notre Dame High School, which is the high school I went to, I was part of so many extracurricular programs, and one of them was named Choices, and we painted our hands of in of white paint, and we just like printed our hands. My hand is in that in that school, and I mean just like seeing you people grow, like. I was part of your journey for you to play in Blues Fest and then be this this person that people recognize in the dishwasher pit of Le Red Lobster. <laughs> like literally, I'm just like I can't believe I'm 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 living this city. I, I feel like I'm part of it, and that's mm -hmm. really my biggest drive. Why I want to go back because mm -hmm. that uh, I definitely made so many memories in here. I left my print in little ways big ways and hopefully i'll be able to go back i don't want to get too much attention for myself this is definitely going to be for another podcast but um it was very nice getting back to like talking to you uh hearing that your project is done lyric wise that's really cool uh we plugged all of our friends your friends mostly i learned yeah. how how you write lyrics and that's very cool and what else is there to say is there anything that you want to add just like to inspire people or just like get people going 
you should get into a heartbreak and start writing songs or <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like if you like if you are you know musically inclined or if you're not or if, or if you you want to be you can train your brain to to be that way you know like if you have a passion for music then honestly anything is possible if you just work and you put your mind to it it sounds so cliche but it's so true you know um and it's normal to have self-doubts and like I have self-doubts about myself all the time but you just have to it's important how you push through and keep working and persevere because it'll it will be worth it one day and you'll be very happy that you pushed through and kept working and becoming better I don't know what else no I don't know what to say but essentially that no I like it uh and I feel like it's just true to yourself and that's why I wanted to hear uh just true to themselves people that are going to inspire some other people and it it can be awkward I mean it's just raw this is unscripted and we're just going at it literally we started talking i told you let's do a podcast and we're thinking about thursday uh tuesday next week and i was like girl here's the thing i already made a podcast with joey and the next and my interview for this week was not happening but also i want this to be balanced i want guys and girls to be part of it so you mm-hmm. perfectly fit in here because you're the closest uh, or one of the closest persons that uh, I've worked with who's creative and has an amazing story to tell. So thank you very much for being thank part you. of my second podcast, being my second guest and telling the story of who is by. Al, you're so cute, man. I miss you. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure. So happy to be a part of your little project and I uh, hope it goes well for you. <laughs> Thank you. No, this is just going to be a wrapping up. Uh, uh, what I wanted to do in the future is definitely have uh, these people to do some follow-ups. Mm-hmm. So keep on working hard because I want, like this could be like a small interview, but just like uh, hopefully the audience grows and by the time that you drop your next album i would like to have you back and just say like hey guys so like um if you guys haven't heard the first uh interview i was the second one just so you guys know and also i'm dropping a new album and i want you guys to listen to it and that's why yeah, i'm making this interview amazing i will be there it's a plan Okay, sweet. So the only thing I'm going to ask you for now is obviously promote it, promote this interview, uh, get like your friends to hear it. And I'm just going to promote also your social media and all of that. If you Mm -hmm. guys like this podcast, please subscribe to your YouTube channel. I'm working towards having this on Spotify. If you guys don't want to see our faces, just put it on YouTube and then almost close your computer so you don't have to see ourselves and just turn the brightness all the way down yeah exactly and you guys are gonna be golden thanks for watching this is gonna be my goodbye and bye goodbye Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) thanks for listening bye peace out